Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hoopercast. Uh, we got a real treat for you this week. We have a guest. We try to get those in. Sometimes it doesn't work out, but we try as often as we can. This week, we're talking about the film Demolition Man. Our guest this week has a YouTube channel where she tries new things, something we should all be doing more of, albeit some things she tries end up being a tad bit ill-advised. But that's why we watch her do it. The channel is called Pass or Fail What?, the Facebook page has more likes than ours, so if you like our show, it stands to reason you'll enjoy hers even more, probably due to the video element and a notable lack of Connor Dempsey. Please welcome Cynthia to the Hoopercast Movie Hour. Welcome to the Hoopercast. Oh, Dustin, by the way, I didn't know this. Cynthia told me there is an audiobook out there of James oh, Earl yeah. Jones reading the Bible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Did you know that about this? 30 bucks. Yeah, I came I across it, it at, the, at a store one time and it was like on CD. It was like, I don't even know how many CDs it was. <laughs> it's been CDs. a long time ago, though. Oh, yeah, it's a large file on my phone. Right <laughs> and it, but it's only the New Testament. Oh, like, oh, okay. I wanted like fire and brimstone. I wanted those yeah. stories. The, right, this, right. It, it's, and it's just the New, New Testament. So then I was desperately searching to find like the <laughs> Old Testament read yeah. by Jeremy Jones. Where's the one where they make him yell? Yeah. I, could, I don't know. But I mean, when was the last time you read the New Testament? It's like so-and-so begat, so-and-so, and so-and-so begat. So That's true. Like the very first chapter of, yeah. Um, yeah. of like, the genealogy yeah. of Jesus. I'm like, oh my God, this is boring. Can we skip to like <laughs> So, but yeah. yeah, I put it on for a timer for 30 minutes and it knocks me out. I go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that shocked me. Cause I thought like, Oh, he, he must, yeah, he must be, he must be full of energy and he shouts, but it must be a lot of that gentle, like when Jesus Christ began, it's just really exactly. super gentle. Yeah. Like, Oh God, I can't right, stay. Right. You, you, you could, you could do some hard drugs and it wouldn't keep you awake from, from that thing. I know, right? No, or or the man, the old man in the sea. That one. Yeah. Just, I just Who? need every audiobook to be narrated by Donald Sutherland. That's right, Donald Sutherland. That's all I ask out of life. Right. <laughs> um. All right, Dustin. Are you all? Um, are you all? You all? Whatever. Y'all good? I'm all whatever. You're all whatever. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. We used to have like a much more like whatever formal start to the show and now we just don't uh hello welcome to the Hoopercast. oh thank you wow that's way better than all right well that's what we're gonna do can we uh can we do you mind if i use that here on how go for it all right people are gonna not know they're gonna be like what kind of podcast uh, oh yeah like yeah. we'll do one more clean one at the end of the show just to get this one without my moving my phone around stuff so we get a nice clean file it's uh, really tough because my voice is so nasally to drop it that low. <laughs> it's it's Plus, like, I woke up like 30 minutes ago, so right. <laughs> it's like that, um, but that's actually perfect. It's like it has like this, it has like this flirtatious quality to it, but it's nerdy. Like when you when you speak in that nasally voice, it's like you can picture the woman pushing the glasses up her nose, like, Welcome to the Hoopercast. You don't want me to do it like that. Welcome to the Hoopercast. I think we will lose the remaining parts of our audience if we use that. <laughs> um, well, hi, everybody. Here we are. 
on the Hoopercast once again. I don't know what episode it is. Uh, whatever the last one was. What? A lot of episodes. It's a, Yeah, every time it's just a lot of episodes. Uh, Cynthia's here tonight. Hi. Hello. Hello. Um, we're here for a special reason tonight. Um, we're here to discuss Demolition Man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the most fantastically terrible movie ever. <laughs> it is It is up there. And, uh, and this, I guess, revolved around a discussion between uh, Cynthia and I about um, what, you know, what could we talk about on the show? What movie, you know, so we be back and forth about a couple of movies. And then at some point, one of us said, we need to talk about Demolition Man. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. And <laughs> um, so uh, a little bit of background. Cynthia and I worked together um, for three years. Um, oh, wasn't long enough. It wasn't long enough. And uh, and in that time, I think I get introduced to a few movies that uh, I've gone on to enjoy. One of them being that was the first time I'd seen American Psycho. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. The first time I saw American Psycho was with Cynthia. We were working overnight for like a hurricane coverage or something. Questionable work content. <laughs> yeah. We had to. Probably should not have been watching that. There was a. There's a lot. There was a lot of Cynthia putting her hand over the screen, <laughs> like like I was like I was an underage child. Like, okay, hold on, you can't look at this. <laughs> um, you know, the chainsaw scene. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a whole a whole lot of that. Um, uh, yeah, but in, red uh, state, red state. Did we? Did we? We didn't watch that. No, work, did we? no, we didn't watch it together. But I was like, have you seen? Oh yeah, this, that's right. This film, you yeah. Got to- yeah, I enjoyed Red State. That changed my opinion of Kevin Smith. I think when I saw that movie, that that was a turning point for me. Um, uh-huh. Dustin, I can't remember if you said you'd seen that or not. Or no, I didn't see it. I, I especially like up to that point, Kevin Smith had been really sort of. You would know him obviously from just like Clerks and you know just a specific Nora. brand of yeah. humor. And then he turns around and does this like borderline horror film. Um, you know yeah. about like this cult basically um and uh starring mostly unknown actors um and uh god the only one i knew was that the main kid i can't remember his name michael something uh kyle gallagher uh, yeah okay it's not michael at all (laughs) um there's john goodman and melissa what's her face wait john goodman's in that in the red state did you not watch the film god i I need to go back and watch it (laughs) He's like the main detective. I, I very confidently said that's a lot of un, a lot of unknown actors in this. Uh, pretty sure I know what John I'm talking Goodman. about. Oh, you mean like John Goodman? <laughs> what is her name? Melissa. She was in Leo. Yes. Yeah, Miss Leo. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I think the the main guy's name is Michael Parks, the 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 preacher, the the, the villain. Yes. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if that's what his name is. There, yeah. I know his name is Michael Parks. In the end, oh. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a good film if people have not seen that. Um, so uh, it's not Chasing Amy, that's for sure. I st- I haven't seen Chasing Amy either. We're done. We're not friends anymore. Well, it's <laughs> all it's all. No, wait a second. I can bring it back. It's in my queue. Okay. Close enough. I mean, it there came out twenty five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's in the queue. Right, right. It's in the queue because of the implication. Um. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, I guess y'all want to just get right into the movie or I don't know. I, there's nothing really else to talk about. We're kind of pushing everything to the side tonight. I've done a lot of film news already this week. There's not much else going on. Um, there's, I had a couple of teeny tiny little, um, 
tidbits. I'm not going to do the morning show tomorrow, but there's some, I saw an article, there's an article, here it is. There's a, it's weird because I I found still two articles that I thought were like, I don't know. It's one of those where you read them and you're like, okay, that, that makes sense. The the first one is this Michael Bay announcement that he's going to direct some movie for Sony called black five. And I'm like, okay. And it, the, the second sentence is, there are no plot details that have been revealed, but we do know that it'll be, quote, high on action. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. So, so far, I'm not shocked at all. Let's continue. With, Michael with, Bay. What's the twist? And the next the next sentence, the script for the film comes from Aaron Kruger, Dustin, um, oh. who, who wrote, among other things, all three, the first three Transformers films. Oh. Um, and uh, the one of the producers is... Erwin Stoff, who I guess produced the 13 Hours Benghazi movie that Michael Bay also produced. So it's like a short, short article, and it pretty much just says Michael Bay is doing an action film and he's doing it with lots of people who he's worked with before the end. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll be sure to look for this. Yeah, that's not a draw for me. No. No, me neither. The other one was a much more um, interesting and also not quite surprising story. And this was this, I'm sure you've heard of it. This whole story about Matthew McConaughey is now like a full-blown professor at at UT Austin. Yeah. And people are surprised by this. They're like, oh, this is fantastic. Like you're going to go to UT and then like people are going to go back to school to have him as a professor and film. And I'm like, Franco did that at NYU years ago. Yeah. Why are we like, why are we super excited about Matthew McConaughey? I mean, he has one Oscar and (laughs) before that he did nothing but romantic comedies I, so like i looked at okay. like the, the apparently like the coursework like it's a lot of like studying well obviously but like but studying his films yeah no <laughs> i'm not kidding this semester the stuff the, stu- the class studied the harmony corinne stoner comedy the beach bum no oh, no <laughs> And fool's gold. And then fool's gold. Sahara. Yeah, Sahara. Sahara. Yeah, failure. Yeah. How to lose a guy in ten days. That's a that's a that's a two semester course. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> um. No yeah. shade, Matthew McConaughey, if you're listening, I love your films. Yeah. He. Um. Let's see. Now, officially, Professor McConaughey's fall semester class will include the study of the Gentleman and the 2012 drama Mud. Um, whose that director Jeff Nichols yeah, is scheduled to visit. Mud. I still haven't seen Mud. Mm. Cue Cynthia. Um, I'm just saying that <laughs> I don't know how you're hosting this show. <laughs> Nobody else was doing it. I just walked in and the chair was empty. <laughs> I actually know a guy that was in Mud, Ooh, but I really? didn't realize it. I haven't spoke to him in a while, but I didn't realize it until I was going through. I was like, oh, what is he up to? I'm like, holy crap, he's in Mud. Just in, just in movies. But I mean, it's got Michael Shannon in it and other people i can't think of <laughs> john goodman really, probably really Shut up. <laughs> i think reese witherspoon is in it yes yeah, yeah. she looks rough but i yeah. mean shows her acting chops i mean she's right and then sam crap what's his name sam craft the oscar winner uh, is, is, is sam shepherd yes yeah. sam shepherd i'm really yeah. bad with names like you talk about directors didn't, and producers like i don't know who the hell didn't sam shepherd didn't didn't he die last year is that, yeah, was that him? last year or the year before? Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's right. Because I think Matthew McConaughey was one of the people who came out and was like, like whatever publicly, you know, like gave a statement like about right, it. Right. Yeah, he did. Anyway, if you live in Austin um, and uh, you want to go back to school for film and television, you might get Matthew McConaughey as your professor. Um, he seems like, and, and it's weird because normally, like with a lot of, it's weird with news like this. A lot of times, you could. 
it would really depends on who the celebrity is where you sit there and go like, oh, that's like a gimmick or, oh, that seemed genuine. And for most people, it's like, oh, okay, I don't, what is this? But so there's something about that guy that's like, that seems extremely normal. Mm. And, uh, and I, I'm sure, I mean, that's like his whole appeal. Uh, sure. so I mean, I, I wouldn't go back to college just to, just to, just to be his student, but that's certainly cool. But he's been like a, he's been like adjunct faculty there already. They just sort of full. Uh, it's weird. That guy's like, he wins an Oscar. He does a bunch of stuff where, where he's cl- critically acclaimed. And then essentially what I gather is he gets kind of bored and goes, you know what? I'm going to go be the creative director for wild Turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to go be a full-time faculty at UT Austin. And, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just going to do a couple of jobs that probably pay pretty well. Um, not in the scope of an actor, but eh, I'm just going to kind of hang out. Well, <laughs> right, he also right. has the Lincoln commercials too. That's true. Those are, that's yeah. mailbox money right there. Steady paycheck. There, there we go. go. Jeez. You know, playing wow. pool, driving Lincolns. That's the real, that's what he's going to teach. As soon as that door shuts, he's going to, all right, guys, tear up your syllabus. We're not watching my movies. I'm going to teach you how to get where I am today, which is essentially doing three things at once that are relatively easy <laughs> for lots of money. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Sounds about right. Jeez. I just want to be the face of things. Yeah. <laughs> how do I get to be just the face? Like, um, like you said, Connor, years ago, I want to be a consultant. I want to be a professional yes. opinion giver. <laughs> oh, I've been saying that. on. on I've, I've said that. That was the first time I think I, I vocalized that opinion was probably to you. And ever yeah. since, I say that like every month on this show, like, I just wish someone would pay me just to be like, hey, that's a bad idea. Or, hey, this is a good idea. And then just they just write me a small check and I leave. Right. It's funny that you say that you vocalize that a lot because I vocalize a lot. I'm like, well, my friend Connor, he says that he wants to be a professional opinion giver. I just want to get I just want to get paid to give my opinion on old movies and um, identify cars as they drive by me. I'm like, oh, well, you know, that's an El Camino or that's a Silverado or, you know, whatever. My children do that currently. Oh, good. My, my kids, my kids are into brand recognition. They are, they soup, <laughs> they dove right in without even looking. My, the, the, yeah. We'll park and my daughter go, daddy, that's a Nissan. Daddy, that's a Toyota. Daddy, that's a Mazda. I'm like, yeah. And like a part of me thinks like, oh, this is so gross that they, they know these brands. And then I think, I don't, I don't really don't care. I mean, maybe they'll buy a Nissan. It's a good vehicle. I don't know why they're, I don't know why I'm worried about it. Sure. <laughs> like I'm mad that I they know that. established brands. Um, and trust them. I don't you know. know what, They're writing in one right now. Your opinion. My opinion. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> he is a professional. Opinion. I am in a professional That's opinion right. giver. <laughs> now, now that Dustin and I make pennies off this show, that is literally <laughs> what I am. I have achieved my dreams. I'm putting my feet up like Matthew McConaughey. I've done my work. And now it's well, time for me to coast. Pennies. That's more than I'm making on my extracurricular ventures. You, you'll get there one. You'll get to the pennies one day. <laughs> oh, do we need to say like what I do? I <laughs> probably, I probably did that in, in the intro I'm going to do later, but people have heard already. Um, but, oh. uh, but let's well, see. And I knew this would, I knew this would happen. I knew I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that later. And I knew I was a part of my, my head was like, you know what? But if I, if it gets brought up, I won't have my paper up. And Dustin, yeah. as you know, I never have my paper up when I need it. You can just edit this out. Just edit this out. That's fine. All the copy I write, it's gone. 
<laughs> yep. Uh, but it's back. Uh, but I have a much cooler um, thing I wrote, so I'll do that in the actual intro. But Cynthia, you have a YouTube channel, and you've had this channel yes, for how long? Uh, six months. Pretty yeah, not that long. Yeah, it's not. No, it's not. It's not that old. Uh, it's not that long at all. Yeah, you're new on the scene, and yeah. uh, unlike uh, our channel, um, your channel. Dustin, this is this is tongue in cheek for us. Your channel actually contains content. <gasps> Thank you so much. That's the nicest thing you've ever said. To there me. we go. It contains content. <laughs> uh, our, you know, our, we we dabbled in in video here and there, but it ultimately yeah. wasn't the format that this show is. Um, yeah. But um, uh, our channel is still up. If you want to check out what we, what we used to do, um, but uh, but so is Cynthia's, and it's called. Okay, now do you say do you do you put emphasis on the last word of your channel, or do you just read it out? You know, in the beginning, in the beginning, I was like, "Well, this is pass or fail." What? Because <laughs> the essential idea was like, "Can I do something that I've never done before?" Right. What's next? Like, what's the thing I'm going to try and pass at this week? Um, and then it kind of just fell off the intro, and I don't really say it. I'm like, "Well, this is what we're doing this week." So I should have just named it my name, but. <laughs> Essentially, someone will give me an idea and I'll see if I can do it. Like, for example, um, somebody dared me to eat a tarantula. That's that's my favorite one. (laughs) Because and especially from knowing you, I saw the I saw the title. I was like, there's no way she's going to do that. (laughs) Uh, And and I I watched you struggle through that (laughs) and I will not give away how it ends. But I, I, I literally wrote you messages that said, I'm here just to watch you almost throw up. <laughs> yes. I mean, I've had several people say, I'm sorry, I couldn't make it through it. And I'm like, you? <laughs> you didn't have right. to no. do the hard part. I, I went and bought, a, yeah, another one, I went and bought an Easy Bake Oven to see if I could like cook with it. <laughs> and then that ending's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too. Um, yeah, uh, I did a half court shot a couple of weeks ago. Where yeah, I'm like I don't play basketball. Let me see if I can make a difficult shot. So it, I went out to a gym and I threw a basketball at a basketball goal for two hours. Was you were you out there for two hours? Yeah, man. I mean, I like, oh, how long did it take you? I'm like like two hours. A long I time. Was that bad? I haven't played basketball since I was seven years old. Wow. So, but I've got a whole sports series that I'm going to do. I'm going to go do some football and baseball and um, soccer. And I've had several people make suggestions. I've got several coming down the line, more, more food challenges that people are like, oh, you should eat this. And I'm like, I don't want to eat anything else. (laughs) Yeah, those are tough. Well, you know, people enjoyed them. Someone's got to do it. (laughs) That's right. Somebody's got to tell you what it tastes like. Do you? I feel like if someone, I don't know, maybe you do or don't feel this way, but I feel like if someone sent me a bunch of suggestions and was like, hey, I want to see you do like a ton of sports stuff, I'd like internalize that and be like, do I not seem like a sports person? Does it seem like these are hard for me? What are you trying to say? Right. But then I would would ultimately turn that into anger and be like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You watch me. Yeah. Oh my God, that's see, and that's how I've always been. They're like, ah, oh, you can't do that. And I'm like, oh, I can't do that. I'll do it. Watch me. Watch me. <laughs> that's when people like they look at me. I don't know if Dustin's familiar with the way that I look. <laughs> the way that I no. okay. So no. first of all, the correct the correct answer to that, no matter what we actually did, is Dustin has seen zero pictures of you. Um, because <laughs> if I'd gone the other way and said we did extensive research on what you look like, that would be very creepy. <laughs> 
Cynthia, uh, you know, no, Dustin does not know what you look like. <laughs> okay, well, here, Connor, I'll let you describe. Oh, great. Okay. Like, <clears throat> physical appearance. As far as like. <clears throat> Cynthia is a female uh, adult. Um, Cynthia, Cynthia, um, Cynthia has lots you of tattoos. Ron Swanson. <clears throat> Cynthia is a female adult, uh, <laughs> approximating a certain uh, square inch of tattoos across one of her arms. Uh, and a few others in other places of her body, and uh, including oh, my leg now too. Man. Leg, yeah, you had a couple yeah. of leg ones, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Cynthia, Cynthia's got. Um, just for anyone else who, who's listening who doesn't know you, I'll just I'll quickly put you in a box and then let you come back out of it. Cynthia is a tattooed, ear gauged, um, you know, dark or colored hair um, person. Um, oh, it's brown. It's brown now. I went. Br- I went down to my roots. Oh, okay. <laughs> no more blue and pink. Cynthia's hair has been, yeah, has been, has been a, a bevy Every of colors. Color yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. That's that's your that's your appearance kind of summed up. But then yeah. There's obviously well, more. So than- when people look at me and they're like, oh, like what does she do? And I tell them what I do, and they're like, oh, you're actually successful, and you have tattoos, engaged ears, and I'm right. like. Yeah, I like to just, I like the shock factor yeah. a little bit. So people look at me and they just assume that uh, she's never accomplished anything. Actually, um, I graduated college. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm married to the same man I've been dating since I was 13. And I'm <laughs> successful in the field in which I chose to be my career. So screw you. Yeah. <laughs> just a big old middle finger. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Her and uh, I think when because when when we met you, I think one of the first thing, well, one of the first friendly things you said to me was was, okay. oh, my husband's a, a my husband's a ginger, too. Yeah, <laughs> he is a ginger. Yeah. Well, because we, we didn't. Well, I don't know about you, but I didn't love you, Connor. I didn't like you in the beginning. <laughs> But then I quickly realized, no, he really isn't just trying too hard. He really is just that funny. I I was like, wow, he's such a jerk. He's always trying to be involved in this conversation. You're not going to be involved in this conversation. I'm like, you know what? He really is a cool dude, and he's just hilarious. So let me give him a shot. And then we became quickly – People were like, oh, Connor and Cynthia are always hanging out. I'm like, yeah. you wish you were involved. Yeah, I know. <laughs> then, then, then we excluded others. <laughs> as soon as I got a leg up, I pushed everyone behind me down. Yeah. Speaking of leg up, you remember that one time that I did the figure four leg lock on you at work? I don't remember that at all. Oh, I'm going to send you a picture. Is it because I was unconscious? <laughs> no, I think we were just trying. We were, I don't know, we were going on late for something and we uh-huh. were. We were delirious. Tired, you know. I had mentioned it, and I was like, get on the floor. I'm going to do it. Oh, okay. I remember volunteering for something like this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was still I was still, uh, I was still, very much in an area of my life where I was extremely willing to submit myself to physical pain uh, so that someone could show me stuff. <laughs> well, you had to prove yourself to me as well. Yeah, I had to. Yeah. Yeah, I still wasn't in the club yet, so I had to. We're just... We're just children, really. Yeah. We're not. <laughs> well, I mean, anyone who listens to the show knows I'm a child. <laughs> um, it's really the, uh, the, one of the, uh, one of the only parts of my personality, not the only parts, but like one of the parts of my personality that I, I consciously keep alive because adulthood punches me in the groin every day. <laughs> so, um, Same. yeah, every, every time I have to like have serious talks with my, one of my kids, 
I just, as soon as I'm done, I go into like my room and I go, okay, I'm going to YouTube some like Avengers shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's how I, that's how I function. Yeah. And this show. I just have, I have action figures everywhere. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Did you, did you, I don't know how I cope with things like that. Dustin's got a cool TV room and he's got like a whole shelf that's, that's all decorated up with like action figures and, uh, cool shit movie memorabilia. oh yeah oh really we recently redid all of the decor on our walls mm. and we have like seven by eleven posters all throughout the house so we have themes Ooh. action horror is in our home gym mm-hmm. drama is in the living room uh well let's see i'm in my bedroom right now and it's not romantic comedies but it's like love stories so we've mm-hmm. got it's a wonderful life and nothing to lose in the bedroom mm-hmm. because that's a love story and right. then in our bathrooms it's comedy i was gonna say funny. <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah so that, so yeah hey, we've that works for me posters you said you, you said the, the you said the secret words in the poop, <laughs> poop. <laughs> you said the secret words children it's poop <laughs> <laughs> the password is poop poop <laughs> All right, um, let's. <laughs> how about this? Um, there we go. That, that'll, that'll just be the first segment of the show. We'll go to break real quick. We'll come back and we'll actually talk about Demolition Man uh, now that we've established ourselves. We'll be right back on the Hypercast Movie Hour. uncomfortable part of the show for me is going to break because I always feel like as soon as I finish as I as soon as I go like on the Hooper cat like it's like as cool as I can sound on the Hooper cast movie hour someone's gonna go like <laughs> and just and I'll, I'll I'll come across it later in the edit and I'll go oh god I'm such a loser <laughs> I do that daily yeah I, I uh, every every, every time I speak <laughs> internally I'm thinking god Loser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, we are back uh, on the Hoopercast Movie Hour. We're here with Cynthia and Dustin, and of course, me and you, and who knows who else is here? I sure don't. I <laughs> could be anybody. I don't think anybody's here. <laughs> you never know, dude. I, my my webcam's not even plugged in, and I'm afraid someone can see me. <laughs> Oh good god! I didn't even think about that. That's uh, <laughs> be afraid. Go, Cynthia. I'll give you a second to run and go get like uh, some tape to put over your camera. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. I don't care. Nobody wants to see this right now. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a dystopian future, does it not? Uh, you know, the idea of being seen just through webcams and stuff. It's Are you very. To a segue? Um, you know what uh, else has a dystopian uh, f- future, Dustin? Well, come on. <laughs> we saw that coming from a mile away. You saw it coming a mile away through the webcam because the future is dystopian, much like Demolition Man. Demolition Man. All right, I'll give it to you. Thank you, Dustin. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a C, but a if C you minus ravaged by violence. A society of perfect order will arise. Criminals will be frozen and reprogrammed 
in cryogenic prisons. The prisoners are ice cubes. Their criminal instincts are being reprogrammed as they sleep. Aggression and deviant behavior will be totally eliminated. He's a criminal the likes of which you have never seen. In a bad time, he was the worst. I'm going to love running this place. But in the year 2032... This morning, Simon Phoenix escaped from his cryo facility. We are, quite frankly, not equipped to deal with the situation. Amidst a world of peace and calm... We're police officers. We're not trained for this kind of violence. How was the fiendish Simon Phoenix apprehended back in the 20th? In the end, it took just one man. John Spartan. You mean the demolition man? The conditions of your parole are full reinstatement into the SAPD and immediate assignment to the apprehension of Simon Phoenix. Two mortal enemies. Just dropped in and say hi! From another time. Pass is over, John! Time for something new and improved! Oh, hell. Will be unleashed on a future that isn't big enough for the both of them. Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Demolition Man. Cindy has written four pages of notes on this film. Yeah, okay. it is. Um, so I will, I will just set this film up very quickly. We all watched this. Uh, Dustin had not seen it before. Cynthia and I had seen it. Cynthia, I've seen it. I think I saw it once. This is my second time seeing it. Um, Cynthia has seen it an ungodly amount of times. <laughs> How many? Uh, I'm going to go with maybe in the 20s. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, okay. So I love Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Everything he touches is gold. He's fantastic. Well, he's an amazing. Well, oh, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> what are we? What movie are we talking about again? <laughs> you know, I just recently redid, rewatched all of the Rambo's. Oh, so you watch those and tell me he's not a genius. Mm. You know, I mean, granted, he didn't write. He didn't sure. write First Blood, but whatever. He Have was you seen uh, Rambo. But he did. He did write Rocky, and Rocky is one of the best movies ever made. 1976 Oscar winning film of the year. Yeah. He the man um, is a genius. And all the way up into uh, Creed, like he was one of the, he was surprisingly, I remember when Creed was coming out, I was like, I don't know if I want Rocky in this movie. Like this isn't. And then like, I came out of that and thought, oh my God, like this couldn't have been this. He adds so much to the, to the story. Like even now oh, that character yeah. still has that much pathos and that much importance. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember, um, I expressed my love for Sylvester Stallone years ago to you, Connor, and yes. you assumed it was like a physical attraction thing. Yeah, I was like, he's kind of old, you know? And I'm like, you don't understand. Like, <laughs> he reminds me of my dad. Yeah. And so I watch Rocky and Adrian and their relationship and this story, and I'm like, those are my parents. Yeah. Mm. They, they, were, they, um, they don't necessarily look like them, but they remind me of them and like pictures I see of them in the seventies and, and how, you know, my, my mom really brought a lot of things out of my dad for the greater good and vice versa. Mm. I'm like, these are my parents. And I mean, Sylvester Stallone's IQ is off the charts. He's, he's a certified genius. Like yes. he's part of Mensa. Yeah. And I think that for him to have taken this path with the intelligence that he possesses is, 
it, I mean, it, it makes me happy because I enjoy everything he does. I mean, even some of his bad movies, I'm like, they're great for different reasons. He, like, he, he is much. always good. Like yeah. whatever he's in, he is always good. If there's a movie he's in yeah. that doesn't work, it he, he's usually not the problem. Well, Correct. Like, oh, I hated Expendables because it was just bang, bang, shoot him up. And I'm like, that's exactly what it was supposed to be. Yeah, that is exactly what he was going for. And I think that he did a fantastic job when he brought all of these different people, Dolph Lundgren, Jean, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. And uh, uh, Terry Crews, like all these people in this. I'm like, that's exactly what it was supposed to be. And I never expected anything less. And and I I like it because of those reasons mm-hmm. and people are like oh rocky's just a dumb jock and like have you watched the movie no. the story is incredible one of the right. things i like most about the rocky movies too is that um as they go on they actually you know and, and it's similar to like this the type of storytelling because now of course like obviously i'm dustin is but i'll speak for my fellas like i'm a huge i'm a huge avengers fan i'm a big marvel fan one of the reasons i like it is because we you develop these characters over lots of films and that same thing is at play in a franchise as long running as Rocky is where in, you know, every single film, he goes from being extremely uneducated to actually bettering himself. And like, mm-hmm. he, he's like, if you, as the movies go on, he speaks more clearly. He's, he says more, 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 you know, intelligent things. Like mm-hmm. they actually take the time to, to show that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if you pay attention closely in Rocky five, he's actually at the end of Rocky four, he gets hit so hard that it's like his brain damage is even more severe at that point. Mm-hmm. So he starts to kind of regress in that aspect. And so yeah. in the beginning of Rocky five, um, Robert's like, mom, do you notice that dad's acting a little funny? Like he's a little different because mm-hmm. he's, he suffered just a, that last blow that he needed to push him over the edge. And so he's got to prove himself again. Mm-hmm. That he's not just, you know, he's not just Rocky. He was this guy and now he's not this guy anymore. Yep. So I just, I, I, so it's like he starts at the bottom, works his way up and then he goes back down and got to prove himself again. And I just right. love that. And so people, people are like, Oh, Rocky five is the worst. And I'm like, but you don't understand the story. Like with the, like what's going on in Rocky is that he's, he's been knocked down both literally and figuratively. And he's got to prove himself again to himself mm-hmm. and to everyone else yeah does anybody know off the top of their head what year rocky five was i want to say 95 so was that after what? demolition man um well demolition man came out in 93 three yeah rocky five came out oh 90 90 oh wow okay yep. Jeez. yeah wow um okay. uh, sorry no. are still alone <laughs> <laughs> um but this 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 episode's not about Rocky. No, it's it's not. Um, we we can we can uh, we can we can get into Rocky another time <clears throat> another time. Yeah, um, I'd love to. The thing, yeah, we should we should do that. Um, the the thing about Demolition Man is sort of like we. In, it's more. It is more in the vein of the Expendables in terms of its of the bar, or at least I interpret it that way. It could have, you, you could, the director could come up and say, no, I was trying to make a really straightforward movie. And I'd, I'd probably laugh. <laughs> um, and then I'd say, I wouldn't tell anyone else that. Um, because to me, of course, when you, when you watch it decades later, it's, it, it plays best as a little bit lighter in tone. So I'm, I'm, I have to assume is intentional, but you know, who knows? It doesn't well, you matter. You have to watch it from the state of mind that you were in in 1993. You can't watch it in 2019 and expect this great film because you're just you're you're going to be disappointed. That's not what it is. 
it's something that was made in 93 yeah and it reached the expectations that everyone set for it i mean it's got a 61 percent on rotten tomatoes so i think that that's not too bad right like <laughs> it could be a 16 it could be worse yeah, yeah it um the movie, um, it's now here's one of the reasons now what we're not going to do on this episode that we normally do is give it a star rating. Um, we're not going to give a star rating today unless you want to, but I'm not going to ask. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to ask anyone. I'm not going to give one. I don't think Dustin, I'm not going to ask Dustin to give one. Um, but I think that, um, I think that the movie, so the second time around, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as the first time, but like what I still appreciate about the movie is this this it's still in the vein story-wise of the type of movies I like to watch the most, which is like, okay, if so-and-so were to happen, what would, what would happen as a result of that? So, you know, if, if it's, it's a, it's a kind of a, a combination of, uh, of what's so good about what's actually good about the story of the film idiocracy, which is like, if you, if, if, if a normal person in idiocracy, if, if, an, if a man of average intelligence, have you seen that Cynthia? Oh, you need to check out Idiocracy. I think you'll like it. But if a man of average intelligence is frozen and then we and he wakes up in the future, and the premise of Idiocracy is that Luke Wilson gets unintentionally cryogenically frozen. And in and, and that movie, it's like a thousand years or something. And then he gets yeah, unfrozen yeah. and he's the smartest person in the world now because everyone is so right. dumb. Yeah, I'm and, familiar with it. I just have never yeah. actually watched it. So. It's a really simple premise, but if you actually take the time to to think about like, oh, like if we made people dumber, what else would be happening? Why would people be dumber? Let's think about that. Oh, there's a ton of commercials. There's ads everywhere. And there's a show called Owl My Balls. Like the whole premise. Oh, it's great. <laughs> that sounds great. It's great. I know. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's a great movie. Um, uh, and Demolition Man's kind of in that same vein where it's like, okay, if we if we take someone who is who we clearly establish is a extremely dangerous, reckless killing machine. Um, and we, we put him in prison for it and we unfreeze him in the future where we don't like use guns anymore. And police don't actually know how to chase criminals. And you get a ticket every time you curse. Um, and we wipe our asses with seashells for some reason. Like if we put that person in this future, what would that be like? And it could be, you know, and it's weird because like someone like if you cast someone who had less charisma than Stallone, I don't know if you could have actually had like this genuinely like this genuine action star, but also someone who can play the comedic beats that are in that film also. Um, yeah. And uh, and so Demolition Man is just like a fun, a fun romp in that way. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's a lot to there's a lot to enjoy about it. Um, if just it really isn't doesn't require a lot of like concentration or thought i think i just appreciated the dedication to to the idea more than anything else mm-hmm. uh dustin do you i'm okay mm-hmm. <laughs> now dustin doesn't like this film as much as i do right that's fine but i don't he's, know he's what he's welcome to be wrong <laughs> i don't know what dustin does like about it yet okay. okay so dustin i'd like you to give me your piece on this movie before so, we go through cynthia's notes so first of all, I would say, um, you know, again, this was my first time seeing the movie. Um, <clears throat> I, I I could see where this would be much more enjoyable with a large group of friends. Um, when you're watching it alone, like for the purpose of a podcast, for instance, um, it, it my my proclivity was to watch it with some sort of um, 
like critical hat on um, that maybe shouldn't have been on. Um, so while the movie wasn't completely, you know, terrible, um, I, I there, there's a lot that I think it does that r- sort of reeks of the time period in which it was made and the level of depth that Stallone was seeking in his performances at that time. And this is not even to say his performance, but rather the characters he was choosing at the time um, were a little more shallow or a little more vapid. Um, so all, all in all, look, it, what I liked about the movie was uh, a, a little bit of what, what Hooper just just hit on, which is uh, this this future that was very different from our own, where they could kind of rewrite the rules of culture um, to be whatever they needed it to be. And in this case, it was sort of the polar opposite of what Stallone represented, which was, you know, this classic version of masculinity and, um, you know, what we would perceive as tough as nails, go get them policemen. Yeah. Um, so, so I enjoyed the, the, the foil of the main character and the setting that he's in. And, and the other thing that I really enjoyed about this movie is, is it's not even like I was expecting, you know, a a cop movie, an action movie, but what it really is when it, when you boil it down is this is actually a superhero movie, um, in, in, in every way that a superhero movie is a superhero movie, this is a superhero movie. Um, you know, you, down to like, you have your origin story, you have the corrupt city, you have the hero who stands for truth, justice, whatever, um, unwaveringly. And, uh, you know, and, and I think is, um, is challenged by a villain who is every bit their opposite, but also uh, larger than life in the way that someone like the Joker might be. So uh, this is, make no mistake about it, this is a superhero film. And so I enjoyed that about it. It was something that I wasn't expecting. Um, so yeah, I got to give it props for, you know, quite a few aspects here, which which I really enjoyed. Um, and I have I have some bones to pick with it as well. Um, but But by and large, I mean, I enjoyed it. Again, I think you'd enjoy it better if you if you were watching it in a relaxed environment with a bunch of friends. Um, so, you know, this is available on Vudu for free with ads, um, which is how I watched it. I, I don't really recommend that. Like I said, just get it on DVD and watch it with a big group of people, and I think you'll have a lot more fun with it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, same. All right, Cynthia, you've prepared notes, which is a rare thing on the show. <laughs> Well, I didn't really know what was expected. I'm like, well, am I going to go into depth about like the details and everything? There, there's no I expectation. Also wanted to point out, I also wanted to point out like the funny parts of it. Like, I don't know. Like, go for uh, it. So, okay, so we'll we'll start. First of all, first of all, um, some of the people that are in this movie: Sylvester Stallone, Sandra Bullock, Wesley Snipes, Benjamin Brack, Dennis Leary. Yes. Fantastic cast. Also an unspoken role by nope. Jack Black. Nope. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. to step in your bitch. Shit. Okay. I'm just going to stop talking. There's some other people that are in it that will pop up and you're like, holy crap, that's Jack Black. That's one of his first like, theatrical roles. Um, and Jesse Ventura, Jesse the Body Ventura. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, Rob Schneider. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> he was in guys- so many movies in the 90s where he played that exact person. Right. Same haircut and everything. Yeah. He was, um, it was in that. God, he was in some, he was in one other thing, but he was in Surf Ninja. Do y'all remember that one? Yes. Oh my yeah. God. He had blonde hair in that one. Saint Dad, lose you, Sandy. Patusan. Oh my God. Um, Sorry. And then another person who I always enjoyed seeing because I remember him kind of being around when I was a kid. Dan Cortez. I don't know if you guys know who. He's the one that's singing and playing the piano when they go to Taco Bell. <laughs> and he was just like this guy on MTV when I watched MTV as a kid and it was just a very small role. He didn't do a lot of acting, but I always enjoy him singing the Jolly Green Giant at <laughs> Taco Bell. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, Dan Cortez. So that's that may be too old for you guys. I know it's um, supposed to be gross, but I kind of wish brands would do that. Like if there was if there were jingles on the radio for brands, I think I'd be into it. Uh yeah. I mean, I constantly am singing the K and B commercial KMB is no longer a thing again with brands <laughs> for you. we talk about brands and brand recognition we drive past uh dustin i might have mentioned this this particular thing to you just cynthia you'll know what this is might we'll drive past a billboard and my daughter will just say that says call me alabama and it's the alexander shannara law posters mm. and she yeah. knows and one call that's all she starts to read them out loud and it's I mean, the next thing we go to is going to be is going to be singing the brands. Like if we're listening to the radio, she'll like she can she'll mimic like the 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 little the pro the um, the imaging like 92 new on 92 Zeus. You go 92 new on 92. I'm like, oh, she's going to be a little performer. I I know (laughs) she likes doing this show. And so I think I've already created like some sort of um strange attention seeking monster. So, Aww. um, it's going to be great. Um, but yeah, sorry, but, but th- this, no, so when those jingles happen, part of me is like, Oh wow, we are going that way. And then part of me goes, Oh, that's, that's okay. Right. That's all right. It's <laughs> not the okay, worst thing in this future. Happen. I know <laughs> nobody else wants to go to that place except me. Then you'll be the one soul. I'll be the guy on the piano. <laughs> Who remembers the Jolly Green Giants? No, 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 no. Jolly Green Giant. Um, okay, so, all right. So this movie was made in 1993, but it's set in the beginning in 1996 L.A. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so John Spartan, played by Sylvester Stallone, is trying to catch Simon Phoenix, played by Wesley Snipes. And I'm watching this movie in the very beginning, and... I'm watching it with my husband, and one of the very first things we see is uh, Simon Phoenix sets gasoline on fire with, like, he puts the blowtorch, like, out into the gas. And I'm like, that, like, it would set on fire before you got that far. Like, gasoline does not (laughs) ignite fire, or fire does not ignite gasoline, it ignites the fumes. And he's just, Mm -hmm. like, hovering it over, and I'm like, all right, that's my first problem with this movie is that. In in, in the future, we got different gasoline, though, and it just, it doesn't light on fire (laughs) that easily. Uh, Apparently. Um, Okay, and then, I mean, I've just got bullet points, so I'm just going through, like, things that I like and disliked. All right, um, so when we first meet Simon Phoenix, he's dressed like uh, vanilla ice and Beetlejuice. Yep, yep. (laughs) He's He's got Dennis Rodman hair. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's got these like baggy balloon pants that are black and white stripes and this like crazy leather, brightly colored jacket. And I'm like, that's very vanilla ice 
with mm. a little bit of Beetlejuice mixed in. So I thought that was, I'm like, are people, did they expect people to dress that ridiculously in, in three years time? It's so crazy. Movies like this where, where they like, where they look even briefly into the future and it's way off. <laughs> well, right, right. here's the thing I'm going to get to later on the things that they accurately yeah. anticipated. Like, yeah. They were like, Oh, this will probably be a thing. And it's totally a thing now. Yeah. There's a so, fun little uh, look into that, like in 2015, when people start looking like, okay, let's find out what Back to the Future got right. And it's like, all right, we don't have flying cars, but we do have like a million sequels to movies. And we do have like a new obsession with 3D and, you know, a few other things like, but we don't have right. like dehydrated pizzas or anything, but we've got a bunch of other like more broad, scary things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, okay. So. Basically, Simon Phoenix had kidnapped this bus of tourists, and um, John Spartan should go in to find them. He anticipates that he's going to find them in this huge warehouse, and then Simon Phoenix blows up the warehouse, and they find all these bodies. So John Spartan is sentenced to involuntary manslaughter, which he is frozen for, I don't remember. Like 70 the years? But I'm like, yes. would you get 70. 70 years for involuntary manslaughter? I highly doubt it. I don't um, know. It was sure. a lot of people, though. How many counts of involuntary? Turned... But it's involuntary, and it's manslaughter. It wasn't premeditated. <laughs> sure. It's not a crime that he was like, I'm going to go kill these Accidentally people. Accidentally killed three dozen people. He was like, <laughs> you know, he accidentally ran a stop sign and somebody, somebody's dead. You're not going to go to prison for 70 years. For, yeah. I don't care how many people you killed. It was an accident. I, I will it, argue that. Still go. I'll argue the point a little bit that it seemed like they like somebody, somebody in that system was looking for a reason because it, it became clear like – they, you know, the the fun part in the movie where they say the title, it's like, we can't do any more of this demolition man shit, John. Yeah. And it's, uh-huh. so it's clear. So to me, that sets up that like, most people I'm don't like how that. he does, how he does business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. perhaps, perhaps the future yeah. happening yeah. was like a reaction to, to his police tactics. Uh-huh. Sure. So yeah. maybe someone was looking for a reason and finally like, all right, we got a a bus uh, full of dead people. All right, let's, let's, we finally, right. we've built a case against John Spartan. Let's move on this. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So he's put, he's put in the cryogenic prison. Um, and then he wakes up, we go into the future. He's, uh, Simon Phoenix has woken up in 2032 and it's San Angeles now. Mm-hmm. It's no longer Los Angeles. It's like, a San Diego, Los Angeles, and something else. It's just the Bay Area, or not Bay Area, the but it's that Southern area. California is yeah, all yeah, like yeah. a mega city now. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. And it like happened after the big earthquake that that happened in whatever year. Right. Small, unimportant details. Um. So we meet Lynn, uh, Lenina Huxley, who is played by Sandra Bullock, and she. We first see her like driving a self-driving car, which. Hello, Tesla. And yeah. I mean, it looks a lot like Tesla. Like it's got the doors like Tesla mm-hmm. and it's just, and in 1993, when this movie came out, it's like, Oh, that'll never happen. It's so crazy. Yeah, and The design is too understated. Yeah. And 2019 people are driving stuff, self-driving cars. Yeah. Well, I guess they're not driving self-driving cars. They're riding. <laughs> they're occupying them. Right. Yes. Um, so little things, um, instead of like, like t- physically touching, they like do the high five swirl thing. 
because they don't want to touch like if anybody touches in the future it's right it's gross it's dirty it's um personal space you don't do it yeah. and their greeting is be well i don't know if you guys go to walgreens but that's something that walgreens says do they say that yes they do. whoa <laughs> so every time i go to walgreens they're like be well i'm like be well john spartan and they're like what <laughs> they don't know jeez um, i didn't even yeah. realize that Right. So then a couple other things um, that they have that I noticed was uh, retina coding. That's something that we have nowadays. Yeah. And voice response. They're, you know, yeah. you, go, you go you go in and you tell Alexa, hey, Alexa, turn my lights on. Or, hey, Alexa, I need to reorder toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And she does it now. You don't have to worry about going to the store. It's just everything's voice response. Siri does everything you need her to. Um, and then I'm just going through like if you if you have bro Alexa, it'll make fun of you for being out of toilet paper. Like bro Alexa, <laughs> order me some more Charmin. Oh, what's the matter? You can't wipe your ass no more. Oh, <laughs> is that a thing? No, but you know what? I'm gonna uh, patent it. Be. That will not make the final cut of this episode. I'm keeping that one. <laughs> I just I just like inserting opportunities to to be Andrew Dice Clay, and that's that's what I came up with today this week. Well, it reminded me it reminded me of when you could download different voices to like your Garmin GPS, and you could do Snoop Dogg, and he's like, "Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, you go on and take a, a t- now. See, now I'm doing Andrew Dice Clay. So, um, What's the matter with you, <laughs> yo, man? You're gonna want to take a right here." It's like, nah, that ain't right. Another right. And it's just like, it's just a different voice that, I don't know. That's cool. Funny, but Can you not do that anymore? Thing. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, man. It's <laughs> certainly not talked about. Anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, those that, that died when, when, when Garmin's uh, products died. Right. That's sad. Uh, um, let's see. Okay. Um, in Lenina Hugsley's... Um, office there's a lethal weapon poster yes no it is a lethal weapon three poster yep sorry it's not Um, even the first one lethal weapon is one of my favorite cop yes bro movies i I love love, lethal weapon i love that movie god that's what i was expecting this to be right and and it totally wasn't right (laughs) sorry it's all good you, as, as soon as they set up that these two are not partners, you're like, wait, what is, where's this old partner? Right, right. Who's going to tell them they're too old for this shit? Right. I guess nobody. Well, I guess, I guess <laughs> the only old black man in this movie who is the only friend he still knows from, yeah. remember like, what's his name that he recognizes him and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, we don't do that kind of stuff anymore. Good to see you, John. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. Which sets up my next point when he's like, "Holy shit, how you been?" And he starts cussing everything, and they start spitting out these tickets. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, because cussing is now a bad thing, and you get ticketed. It is for a it. ticketable offense. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. like. I like also that. Uh, speaking of committing to the world, I like that eventually, like they only have the characters acknowledge those things when the story needs it. So, like, but if they're in the middle of act- an actual serious like discussion like when john spartan's t- explained to the chief like that's not going to work he's like this is a bunch of fucking bullshit you can hear the thing going it's off so in the background <laughs> but but it's not it's not it's meant to be paid attention to yeah it's just yeah. it's just keeping the world building um and the only time yeah. that he really talks to it again where it's meant to be like where it's meant to be 
notice is where he he cusses on purpose so he can print enough tickets so he can wipe his ass without having to use the seashells which i I don't know if you're going to get to this cynthia but before we before we go tonight i need to understand how those work because i still don't get it okay okay thank you okay um, in an interview years later, Sylvester Stallone explained the idea behind the three oh, seashells. Oh, wow. So I've That's got good. that information for you. I can't wait. Um, 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 um. You know, they should sell okay. those as a novelty online. I would buy Just them. to have in your bathroom. And people would just think, oh, shells, that's nice. But people who know would go in there and go, ah, oh. got the seashells. Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Sorry. Um, <laughs> got okay, the seashells. So, so they released... Um, Simon Phoenix, he's supposed to be re- uh, rehabilitated, and then he kills this guy. Like, Immediately. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. He like, knows the password, because yeah. what we're going to get to later is how he has all this information in order to get out of there. Yeah, I'd forgotten but, uh, that, so I, for like the first half, I had a serious problem with this, and I was like, wait a second, that doesn't make any yeah. sense, and then they explain yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So he, he uses the retinal scan to get out and goes out into the world. Um, but some of the things that we see when they're trying to find him throughout the city like the cops they're they're unqualified and even rob schneider says we're, we're cops we're police officers we're not qualified to handle these situations he says because they haven't <laughs> he says we're police officers we're not trained to handle this kind of violence yeah. right um because that's not what policing is in 2032 right they're more crossing guards and yeah polite they, po- yeah, polite discouragement um, but they don't they don't fight vol- uh, violence because there is no violence. It's right. like the perfect utopian yeah. world. Um, but while they're in like this huge atrium kind of trying to find uh, Simon Phoenix, you see that they're using electronic tablets. Yes. And so they're not quite iPads or any other kind of tablet that we have currently. Sure. But but they're using them and I'm like they're touch screen and they're figuring out like how to find this person. So they have these electronic tablets, but then you look around and the TVs are all like four by three tube screens. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm like, we haven't had those in years. So like they got some things right and then they it's got a lot. It's always so wrong. funny that, that people like in those futures, you can think like somebody thought clearly enough ahead to have a, a handheld tablet, but they didn't think for a second like, you know, this aspect ratio is going to expand one day. <laughs> yeah. Like right. the, the tablets are are. are you know, either way, it's funny. Either the tablets are actually widescreen and it's just a strange disconnect or the tablets are perfectly square and four, three or, or the tablets are rectangular, but they only display four, three right. <laughs> letterbox right. them. Well, yep. I, Oh, it always takes me back watching stuff like that. I'll, I'll think about when I watch alien Yeah. because they, I mean, they're living on this, on the spaceship and they're traveling from, you know, distances to and fro and yet they still have these tiny like dos mode screens in their control room yeah right <laughs> like there's there's it's like star trek that. yeah <laughs> yeah it's, 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 it's like the 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 the, er, the original series of star trek it's everything is so analog and outdated yeah uh-huh. and, it, and it's just hilarious to go back and watch that or or uh, i also think of like batman the animated series where um, all the technology is like black and white televisions, but right. there's mm-hmm. still some level of technology in this world. Yeah. It makes no sense, but yeah. uh, I don't know. It kind of gives it a timeless feel too. Batman oh, will, yeah. will look at a security footage on a, like on a, you know, like a 12 foot by 12 foot giant security screen 
but it's still black and white. And then yeah. he'll he'll see Mister Freeze and go, "Okay, we got him. Let's roll." And he turns around. And there's like this futuristic jet spaceship thing that he has, but he can't get a better television for his security exactly. cameras. <laughs> Nobody's come up like, with color film yet. Yeah, but we have <laughs> we have uh, we we have silent stealth jets. Um, yeah, they can yeah, turn invisible exactly. or hide behind cloud cover, but this TV is is some janky, low grade <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> exactly. They still uh, use radio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What frequency are you on? <laughs> what frequency? Anyway, uh, keep going, Cynthia. <laughs> I don't know your point. Um, okay, so one of the things that bothered me is Lenina Huxley, Lieutenant Lenina Huxley. Let me give her her proper title. Yes. She's typing on this keyboard when she's trying to like figure out like in the system where Simon Phoenix is or where he may be going next. And I'm like, what is up with this keyboard? It's like not a, like your normal keyboard. Is it like a big blocky? And when you see him, when you see him at like the little kiosk, it's like uh, an informational kiosk where he's like trying to download stuff that you could nowadays oh, just yeah. download straight to your cell phone mm. or like just look up on Google. And it's this like gray pad with these pink buttons, but there are no labels on the buttons. And he's just hacking this computer. Mm. And I'm like, what does he do? Like, it makes no sense. It makes <laughs> right. no sense. Some of it is just ridiculous. It, it's clearly like, like it, here's what the props we have today. We have a regular horrible keyboard. And then like three weeks later when they shot <laughs> Simon Phoenix at the booth, they had actually built a cool futuristic looking booth with a, <laughs> right. with a futuristic looking keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As yeah. usual, the police department gets the hand me down technology. <laughs> yep. um, and then, uh, is this making any sense? Is this is this fun for you guys? Like I'm just going no, to bullet points. Okay. Um so the cops are there and they're looking up on their tablets informational videos, like how to apprehend a violent offender. Which I was surprised they actually had a database that still contained that. Like just just right, in case right. we have to go back to the old ways. Well, it's store them. Like, the, like the museum. Yeah, like, like a library. Yeah, the yeah, Library yeah. of Congress. <laughs> but nowadays, what do you do when you don't know how to do something? Yep. You look yeah. up an instructional yeah. video, yep. and it's going right. to tell you or give you the best, the best instructions that they can possibly. It was come up pretty with. straightforward too. Like it wasn't like this broad. Like it was just uh, with a calm, uh, with a calm but firm tone. It's like, oh wow, yeah. that was pretty well exactly. summed up. Yeah. Uh huh. Right, I right. mean, it did. It didn't work, but no. <laughs> Right. But not for lack of trying. Yeah. Um, but we see Simon Phoenix. He's got two different color eyes. Do you guys catch that? Yes. Yeah. What's so, that all about? I mean, that's that's a genetic thing that people have. I know people with two different color eyes. It's well, just uh, okay. when you're when I'll your rephrase my question. Different. What's okay. the significance of him having I that? Don't know that it's, I, <laughs> I understand it's a thing. Um, <laughs> I was talking about the eyes behind it. But no. I don't know that heterochromia. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. Uh, oh, wow, that's cool. <laughs> Damn, Dustin, that was a deep pull. Ah, thank you. I, know, I thought you were just making that up. I was like, no, that was good. <laughs> that sounded cool. Um, okay, and so I also type. I also I typed. I wrote this down. Wesley Snipes typing acting sucks. Yeah. Because he's just punching these buttons and yeah. he's not doing anything strategically. He's just spreading them out. Like it's it's yeah. it's a shot of just your hands. Like for three seconds, you can actually just think of a sentence and then type it. But he right. he did, uh-huh. he did that thing that he did that thing when they shoot your wide shot like okay now we're gonna get from like the chest up you know uh-huh. get your face okay just go clacky clack with your hands we can't see them he did that <laughs> right. for the hand <laughs> for the hand shot <laughs> like okay cool <laughs> this is the 
Is the hand shot or the face shot? Ah, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wonder if I can play the trumpet. He throws somebody through the windshield glass, and the thing, it doesn't like. So, you guys, I don't know if you've ever been in an accident where the windshield glass will break. It doesn't break. Yeah. It shatters, but there's several layers it's to where pain. it keeps it intact. Yeah. Yeah. In this movie, it just breaks like you would break a window in a yeah. house. And it's I'm like, they would windows. never have that. That's so not safe. <laughs> so, that just bothered me. That's just one of those things that. It's 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 one of those crazy movie things like where they when a, whenever a car like drives through like a window pane and you can actually see like where the the stunt team detonated the glass like a second uh-huh. too early and it's like wait the car hasn't even made contact yet <laughs> right. they didn't do two takes of this like oh, or, yeah, or my I... favorite is when a car has to do a rollover yeah. and you can actually see the puff <laughs> of like the the explosion underneath that that actually propels it upwards uh-huh. yes it's like yeah. oh no sometimes you can see and they hide it but a lot of times in car accidents I can see the thing going up those rails that they use to flip them I'm like yeah, yeah. it's clearly running yeah, up a rail. Yeah. Or, or you can right. see like the roll bar inside the car and you're like, that yeah. car was made. To I've never that. seen the roll bar, but what I see frequently is a car with literally no person in it. Like it's yeah. flipping and I'm like, you're not in there. And they'll cut to like the person like, oh God, you know, and then they cut to the wide. I'm like, there's not a driver. Well, right, it's right. funny. It's funny that you're talking about that because I just rewatched Last Action Hero, and there's a lot of those scenes where it's like that car would not do that no. on it. Like, yeah. when, but I mean, that movie is supposed to be. Well, this is ridiculous because it's a movie. This isn't the real world. And right. It goes into the real world, and it's like the things don't work the same way. So I also yeah. love that movie. I think that movie is fantastic for what it was supposed. My husband's looking. He's like, "This is stupid. This doesn't make sense." I'm like, "That's the point." <laughs> That's the whole premise of the movie is that it's a movie and it doesn't make sense, which I'll come back to Last Action Hero. The number one thing I remember about that is uh, the Aerosmith version of Dream On for that movie is the best version of Dream On. Yes. That's the um, that's the is that the wait a minute. Is that the live version? Yeah. That one. Yeah. The orchestra. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Have you heard that? Say- oh, it's good. I don't know what you're saying. Well, you, like, you you must Aeros- have heard it within the film at least. But Aerosmith sings Dream On. But there's a they they do a, they do like a bigger version of it, and it was around that time. It was and like a full orchestra. They have like the they have like the um like the Chicago Philharmonic or where are they from Boston? I think it's the Boston Philharmonic that's actually playing like the orchestral arrangement of the song. And yeah. uh, it's 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 the best scream from Steven Tyler, and it's it's the most okay. like musically go ornate version of the song. It's pretty yeah. it's pretty yeah. cool. I'm I'm gonna go back and watch it. I'm gonna go. Back yeah, and watch it's it. awesome. Okay, all right. So then I uh, they talk about the earthquake of 2010, which is what caused it's Santa Barbara, Los Angeles, and San Diego. Santa Barbara, that's right. So yeah, those are the cities that are now San Angeles, and it was the earthquake, the big one of 2010. Yes, and there were earthquakes in 2010, Haiti and Chile. But wasn't there a big one in California recently, or was or? Was, or... Yeah, but it's not 2010, dude. No, it's not 2010. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> It yeah, it was it was close to Los Angeles. I don't remember what it's called, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, people's houses got sucked into the ground. I don't know if that actually happened, but, but they were like huge. So like, like at first in this movie, like they mentioned the earthquake as like this this huh? thing, yeah, the earthquake of twenty ten, and you're sort of like, oh, okay, there's an earthquake. Okay, whatever. That's that's how they're going to explain it away. But they bring right. that thing. Are you about to step on the bit again? Mm-mm. I'm not no. okay. 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 Well, they so they actually bring that back later in the movie, and they go, "Oh, by the way, like your family died in that earthquake." Yeah, <laughs> Isn't that yeah. right? Like, don't they? Yeah. Don't they? Yeah, aren't they? She, or his wife yeah. did. His wife died. 
Her yeah. light, her light was extinguished in the big one of 2010. Oh, I want to talk about that too when we get there. Okay. Okay. Let me see how close I am, am I to Taco Bell because they talk about that when they go to Taco Bell. <laughs> okay. Okay. Some of the things that you can be ticketed for. Yes. Okay. Um, there's no smoking. You can be ticketed for smoking. Alcohol, meat. Okay. So she said anything that's bad for you yeah. is deemed not good mm. for you. So here are the things that she lists. I mean, I had to play this, pause it, rewind it to get this whole list. Um, Smoking, alcohol, meat, contact sports, caffeine, cursing, verbal morality, chocolate, gasoline, salt, pregnancy, um, abortion, but also like if you don't have a license to get pregnant, then that's also against the law. Like that's That's what abortion, abortion. Yeah, abortion is illegal, but if you also don't have a license to get pregnant, then that's also against that's the law. That's legal, yeah. Um, uneducational toys and anything spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, there goes my most of my life right there. Uh, yeah, it's indicative that white people took over the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, all the black people are, I mean. Underground. It, right. A, a yeah. lot of them are underground, part of the, um, the, re- the rebellion. Yeah. You have Wesley Snipes, who is the bad guy, and yeah. then you have John Spartan's friend, who is the old guy. Yeah. Like, the majority of these people are white. Are white. Just like, right. And I'm like, that's not fair. I don't like that. Like, <laughs> right, right. Let's let's put more people yeah. in. It's not just, that's not what it's going to be like in the future. Like you walk into the, in this future and you're like, oh, everything's nicely landscaped. Wait a second. There are <laughs> white people here. This yeah. is this is California, right? Right. We are. This is Los Angeles. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't like how they made that seem like. A, there's there, there there's almost a quiet dark implication that something bad happened to to black people because like if you go to the museum where they show like here's all the 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 riots in the nineties in, in, in L A yeah. and it's like I don't know I can't remember if they actually had like if they had photos or like mannequins or something but it's like it was it was referred to as like the urban violence. Well, Something I think they have footage from like the Rodney King yeah. riot that they that they had back then. So and I just they signal like that the, the as a that yeah. It's it's like a bygone era of like here's us at our worst when all these people were riding and and it was violent. And then now we are today, and one of the black people works for the police, and the other one um it was a frozen a maniac from the past who's who's right. a murderer. Um, yeah. and nobody else. They're all gone somewhere. Yeah. No, we don't like yeah. to talk about where. <laughs> No. Right. Um, okay. So shortly after, kind of he goes, he goes to the bathroom and finds the three seashells. Yes. And he says, he's like, "Hey, I, you know, I hate to to stop, tell you this, but like where your toilet paper should be, there's three little seashells." And Rob Schneider's like, "Ha ha ha! He doesn't know how to use the three seashells." Ha ha ha! And, and one of the many punchable things he says during this. Film. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, we don't see him again. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Because John Spartan killed him. We, d- we 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 put him with the black people. <laughs> oh no, saw see. I don't oh, I uh, see. Understood. See, okay. Oh, oh, this is bad, right? Okay, it is bad. It's a bad thing. Okay, good. Yeah, sorry. Just make. Um, sure. <laughs> um, I have okay, to say so, one questionable thing every episode, Cynthia. That's kind yeah, of my shtick. Yeah, I, so. I know. I know. <laughs> That's the brand. <laughs> That's the brand. Uh, so so she's like, oh, she explains. Benjamin Pratt's like, what is he talking about? Toilet paper. She's like, oh, back in the 20th, they used yeah. wads of paper when they would go to the bathroom. And everybody just thinks this is absurd. Right. So do you want me to explain I the seashells? I am dying now? to know how the seashells okay. work. 
All right, so if you go online and you Google it, you can actually see like a diagram that somebody has come up with. <laughs> okay. While you speak, I'm going to find this diagram. <laughs> so in an interview, um, I'm not quite sure when this, was, this interview took place, but Sylvester Stallone explained that two of the seashells act as like um, like chopsticks almost that you use to remove the waste from your body. You can use your imagination. And then the third seashell is actually like a scraper to scrape off the excess of that waste. Did you find the picture? I did, and it's drawn like a like an air like an in-flight pamphlet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just like like very simple contours, but they very clearly drew an ass. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's that's exactly. Now, my question is, if we're using two of them as like a as a scooper, like a like one of those, like, a you know, like a, if it's almost like Dustin, it's like those grabbers. Like if you can't reach the shelf and you got one of those little. Yeah. Yeah. Little things to reach up there and grab. But there's no like there's no extendable arm. You're just kind of it's in your hand like a maraca. But just picture a giant maraca instead of clicking it for music and, and nice sounds. You just turn them and, you know, put it near your butt, <laughs> pull your poop out. <laughs> Now, my question is, if you're supposed to use that for the scooping purpose, why aren't the two of them conjoined by a hinge, like a spring-loaded hinge, so you don't have to, like, I imagine they get dropped a lot, because you have to use two things as, as one thing. Why isn't it just, like, you know, sort of like an oyster-type deal, where it's, it actually or has like, a hinge uh, and it opens, and like then the third... Like trainer chopsticks, like the way that they're attached at the end so that you can learn how to use chopsticks. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's exactly. Yeah. It's like they automatically, and maybe that's the whole point. It's like, we've been using these for a long time. Like, why do we need hinges? Everyone knows. Like, well, then how did right. children learn how to use them? Right, it's sure. born in their DNA. Yeah, they just, just well, they just pick them up and they know how I to mean, use them right away. They can program the prisoners to do whatever they want. Dude. They just flip a chip into the baby and they <laughs> know how to use three seashells. I'm potty training kids right now, and I can tell you it would be ten times harder with these seashells. <laughs> I mean, this is a very nicely done diagram. <laughs> just for kicks and giggles, you should... Tell Get some. That that's that's what happens. <laughs> no, the because well, this. this is the beginner part. Then the next part is you use this and just watch like Amelia's face. Like, what? <laughs> How do they? So, because every time we go to the beach, it'll be so. Do, does this where the she those seashells come from, or do they they make these in a factory? Yeah, yeah. it is a. This is an interesting drawing or rendering. It's not a drawing. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. That's uh, uh, Dustin. You should check that out sometime. <laughs> That's definitely not what I was thinking. What did you I think? It, they were like. What'd you I think? It, like, I'd, love, I'd love to know what you thought they were for. I don't know. I thought they were like buttons. Like I didn't think they were actually shells you could <laughs> like pick a up. bidet. Yeah, I just thought you would like hit yeah. a button combination and it would just be like you are clean now. <laughs> or 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 what if? Do you guys remember? Um, I doubt they have any of these anymore, but they were like in questionable bathrooms. Like if you were going to uh, like a rest stop where it was like a piece of fabric that you actually pulled and then it like went through, like it just kind of rotated through and it was supposed to clean it, but you dried your hands. It was actually a piece of fabric and you just pulled it down to get another clean piece. And then the other old piece would go back into the mechanism. What? Do you guys not know what I'm saying? No. I don't know how to explain this. <laughs> Um, like, okay, so it's like essentially like a dryer box, 
Yeah. And there's like this giant loop of cotton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you would dry your hands with it. And when you were done, you would oh. pull it down and there'd be like another clean section. But the mm. part that you've already cleaned your hands with, it, which is now possibly dirty, goes back into the box that's on the wall to sanitize. So this is one of those things where if I had not I been, if, oh, go ahead. Sorry. if I had not been trying to like f- re- finish reading one of these sentences during the first sentence you were saying, I would have, <laughs> because the, <laughs> while you're saying this, I was operating on the assumption that these were for wiping, like not hands. And I was like, right. put well, it back in and let it rope. That's gross. Well, that's what I thought when I first saw the three seashells. I'm like, you pull them out and there's actually like material or toilet paper in, like attached to the end. So you pull it out, you wipe with it, kind of like you floss with it. Mm-hmm. And then it retracts back in there and it cleans it. Now, that's what I thought in my brain. I'm like, okay, what? Well, it, I think all of these theories are way better than what the truth is. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we gotta we gotta bring it to kind of towards the end. Um, but I will say this about the seashells. I that is one of the things in the movie that, does, that does not track to me because <laughs> you know when you when you really think about it, it's like okay, like would smart like you know reserve people resort to this for for wiping? And it's like. No, for, for, for people who are like, who are a lot more like icky about germs, they won't like shake hands with people. It's like, that's a pretty direct and frankly messy way to, to, to clean yourself up down there. Mm-hmm. And so you'd think that like, they would just have a more aggressive, um, bidet or, um, or I don't know, something, some, some, some complex machine. I know. No kidding. <laughs> well, all the, all the, all the, they don't explain that part. Well, but the, right. you don't, but well, Dustin, not eating anything spicy. That's why they did it. Like, you know what? We, these seashells are not going to work if we have spicy food in the mix still, we got to get rid of this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, Cynthia, what's, um, no, you're fine. Yeah. I don't. There's, there's, um, <laughs> this film is so strange <laughs> in a whole lot of ways. Um, I, I like, I'll say this for it. Um, I like that it's just something that popped in my head. <clears throat> I like that he doesn't go back into the ice at the end of the film. Like yeah. the first time I saw this, I, I assumed like he would just go, Oh yeah. Like, I don't want any part of this. Just put me back under. And I'll finish my sentence. Well, and he does say, put me back in the fridge. Does he? Yeah. Oh God. Does he not live out? Oh wow. That no, that changes everything. Oh. I'm getting to it. I'm getting Okay, to sorry, it. go ahead. My bad. It's on my list. <laughs> well, that's just on my list. Oh gotcha. No, I mean that's 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 um that's kind of my that's my only thought. I because I didn't know how he was re- gonna respond to this future once this was all done. Like, I mean his wife is dead, you know, yeah. he gets Simon Phoenix, so it's like, well, what else does he want to live in this future? And they talked about, but then I think they mentioned whatever about the, the, the bus accident and how like that wasn't what it seemed. And so yeah. he may not have well, to finish the sentence. Go he, ahead. He changes this world in the end. He changes this world and they like, right. That's all right. Of society, the entire world is going to change now because of the few things that John Spartan, John Spartan did. did. <laughs> it's like, what? This one man does not have that power. No, no, but right. it's, it's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but likewise, like we we never see outside of 
of this exactly. one little area. So, yeah. so I don't even understand how Cocteau had enough power to enforce right. whatever on on that one city, much less the entire world. So taking him down, how does that do anything? Right. Is this is this a closed off society like Escape from New York or Escape from L.A. where like right. this world is the this part of their world is the only part of the world that they need or are a part of? Yeah, yeah. The rest of oh, the United wow. States and other countries around the world are they like this? Oh, right. are they super they normal? Right. <laughs> what is normal? Yeah, like whoa, that's crazy. I know, well, right? They, they mentioned <laughs> President Schwarzenegger at one point, yes. which which would imply that the the rest of America still exists, or at least did fairly recently. And yeah, that it, it just it seems like this this weird bubble is just here nowhere else whoa whoa sorry i i didn't think about any of this but... blew your mind whoa <laughs> that's crazy um okay so the next thing i've got is uh some of the sayings that lenina huxley messes up oh <laughs> <laughs> right 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 so throughout the movie she says matched his meat Yes. Instead of met his match, Ooh. licked his ass. <laughs> yes, my I think that's my favorite one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you really, uh, but uh, it's, it's not just that she says it, it's the way she says it. It's with no. complete earnest enthusiasm. Like, you really licked his ass. She goes, whatever. <laughs> um, a new uh, shepherd in town. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When she goes, Let's go blow this guy. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. away. Blow this blow guy. Blow him away. away. She, says, she goes, whatever. Right. And then you can take this job and shovel it. Yes. Yep. And he goes, close enough. Yes. <laughs> those, are, those are my favorite. Fun little running gag. It's, it's nice. It's, it's good for the audience, but it also is kind of charming that she's like nostalgic for this for this area. Right. Like she's some sort of weird history nerd who – who longs for this era of violence because life is so boring. Like they're just, I don't know if you guys have ever met someone who their um, native language is not English and they try to say things like that. I knew a girl who she was from Turkey. And so she would say things and I'm like, no, 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 that you're saying it wrong. That's not right. What you said is, is really not right. right. And so it would be situations like that. Like she would say something I'm like, no, 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 um, no. This is how you should say it because what you did say is offensive in this way. Right. No. No. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> it's uh which is bad because it's it's one of those situations where you go, if you don't know one of these those people, that means you're that person. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> they, like there's 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 like a billion jokes about about any sort of situation, social situation where they go, everybody knows a Brad. And if you don't know a Brad, that means you're a Brad. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, Oh, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> and Dustin yeah, sat there the whole time thinking it's Connor. <laughs> yeah, I know one of these people. Yeah. I'm sitting here like, I don't know those people. <laughs> it's yeah, me. I'm the same way. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, Oh, or I'll, have an interaction with somebody that's really being annoying with movie quotes. And I'm like, I hate people like that. And then people are like, yeah, that's you. That's what you do. <laughs> like, is it? They're like, no, you make it fun. I'm like, now you're just, what's lying. crazy though. is So Dustin and I, so we went to like, <clears throat> like a film college. So we're surrounded by people who are equal parts, like aware of that and don't do it. And other people who just came to college, like let's quote movies all the time. And, and we're just like, name. 
like every every class or every like there'd just be weird over this is a whole different episode discussion but dustin and i ran across a lot of student films that were extremely derivative of quentin tarantino um i had to i had to read the n-word several times during a during a script reading class because some guy thought it was edgy and it was not and i had to say it with feeling and um um (laughs) yeah always awkward yeah to the coup de gras i was sitting next to the only black classmate (laughs) (laughs) i just just looked at him i was like i I was like i'm sorry (laughs) sidebar speaking of tarantino you guys have talked about the Star Trek Tarantino project, right? We have. I think I mentioned it briefly. I, I know we've talked off the air about it. That's fine. I just wanted to to say this. It's like Rob Zombie doing a romantic comedy. I just don't see how that's going to work. It's just not his field of vision in any way. Dustin, is John into that idea or was he like like softly noncommittal to not writing it off? I think it was that. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, our friend John, who's probably the biggest Star Trek fan of, of the three of us, essentially said, like, I could see in a way that it could be, like, um, a little bit more uh, scaled down, like some of the better episodes of the show were. And I thought, okay, I can concede that. But what comes along with that is just this strange, this doesn't belong here feeling, you know. Well, I hope it's more like him doing a story about the show being made back when it was made and it's not actually the star trek story it's mm. about like william shatner not necessarily about william shatner but like oh, the production behind the show when it first mm. came out mm-hmm. i think that would be more interesting as far as the tarantino content yeah yeah i think i just don't want his last movie to be some like some right licensed yeah. I, I, intellectual right. property i'd rather like for him right. to have such a tight career of of original dense films right. and then to, to for his final one fiction kind of a thing right for his final films like i'm gonna do a franchise movie and just flip everyone oh. off and retire oh. <laughs> like oh that's no. kind of that's so odd no. <laughs> so yeah. um okay so the next thing they're they talk about schwarzenegger mm-hmm. she's like oh the schwarzenegger presidential library and he's like wait a minute he was president and she explains how due to his popularity in films they re i don't remember what constitution yeah they they amended the constitution so that he could be president right so okay so here's a little fun fact a little trivia for you okay so schwarzenegger uh they 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 say that that was a jab from stallone at schwarzenegger because in last action hero they have stallone be terminator when they go to blockbuster and in the movie there he's like oh we're looking for action movies like terminator all the schwarzenegger movies and stallone was actually terminator in last action hero <laughs> when mm. in actuality and i wrote this down did i write this down i didn't write this down um last action hero and and uh, demolition man came out the same year but they were months apart which means that their production was probably around the same time and mm-hmm. people were not sharing notes about details Mm-hmm. And it's like, how would they have known that the other one was taking a jab and they weren't really not to say friendly, but they weren't close, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he there's there's a there's even a shot at Schwarzenegger in like to his face in one of the Expendables movies. It's just like a, yeah. 
it's like a running gag with them that's just mm-hmm. well they're our friends now right like, that, like for so long people pitted them against each other because they were competing action stars and they're like no that was something that you know that they did to, right to make it a bigger thing they never really worked closely together and they never they never really were on um together in any point as far as friendly um <clears throat> and so there's there's no way that they talked about the notes for their for their upcoming films and discussed that they were each going to take a jab i just highly highly doubt that right yeah no they couldn't have right but it foreshadowed like the fact that he was a politician he was the governor of california from 2003 to 2011 so i think that's interesting that they foreshadowed his political career in this movie that came out in 1993 10 years before he was elected into office i have to think that when that that when that stuff like that happens in movies that like if i'm schwarzenegger that is in my brain when i'm considering like running for governor it's like everyone thinks i can't do it and you know like it was even in Demolition Man. He said I couldn't do it. And I feel like people like take that seriously. And you know, you know I'm, I'm going to do, do it. Yeah. And so he just was like, you know what? I think I'm, I think I'm going to end up doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I don't know. There's a, uh, there's a similar, I don't know. There's some other, I think there's some, I can't remember when this was or whatever, but there was people joked for years about like, about, about like Donald Trump being president like, cause he just, he ran so many times or he talked about so many times and then people would, so there's obviously for any happening in history, there's always someone who says like, blah, 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 will never happen. This will never happen. And then like it happens and it's like, oh, okay. But that happened with, uh, God, uh, that happens with, with movies. Like you see things like they'll never, they'll never have, like, um, you'll never sell a movie. There's so, there's always some angry executive. You'll never sell a movie with a, with a black man as the lead and black Panther made a billion dollars and it got nominated for an Oscar and, or right. you'll never see, you know, someone, I, I was reading about black Panther today. That's the only reason I know all this trivia. Um, the cinematographer for that movie was like the first woman to get nominated for uh best cinematography. It's right. like everyone can say all these things, you know, will never happen until they happen. It's it's well, much I better mean, to say someday. Women, yeah. Women can vote now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like. Yeah, exactly. Like all these all these all these things. Um, I had never seen an elephant fly. And it's like and then Dumbo flies. So, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, oh, that movie made me cry. Yeah. Imaginary things can happen, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've been binging a lot of I Love Lucy and Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. And I'm watching these shows and I'm like, wow, these are so problematic. Like, uh, Lucy, where's my coffee? You know, I need my coffee before I go to work. <laughs> hey, Laura, why don't you go out and you get the paper for, before the dog gets it? You're up early. And she's like, why do I have to go get your paper? Why do I have to make your coffee? Like, and I'm like, hell yeah, Mary Tyler Moore. It's, it's so, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting <laughs> how some shows. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. They'd give like the attitude, but not that it would still carry out like, like the, like as predictably. Yeah. Like Lucy wants a job and Ricky's like, Oh no, 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 you're not going to get a job. No, no wife of mine's going to get a job. And I'm like, uh, in some households, women are the breadwinners now. So. Which is, which is kind of, which is kind of weird because like they cope, like they co-owned the production of that show, I think. Well, and I like, mean, they, they Desilu Productions, right? With the production company. So I wondered yep. if that was both like the acceptable thing to say at the time, and also like a fun little oh, in joke to them, like <laughs> just kidding. Uh, we're business partners, <laughs> like well, right, right. Would say she was way more famous than he was. Oh, totally. That, I mean, yeah, that's she's true. iconic. Yeah, Desi Arnaz, but Desi Arnaz comes with Lucille Ball. Yeah, Lucille yep. Ball stands on her. Own. I mean, it her it her it's her name on the show. Like, it's not I am. 
uh, what's the fuck's name? Ricky. <laughs> Ricky's yeah, right. I'm Ricky's wife. Yeah. I mean, there was the Lucy Desi comedy hour, but that's a whole different conversation. Right. Um, um, I, I got a fan. What? Fan. True fan. True fan. We need to do this again. Okay. And I yeah. think we need to talk about Rocky or something okay. Rocky-esque because I have the whole set um, on Blu-ray and I don't think I've, I think only the one time and Cynthia, this must have been back when we were working together that I actually went through and, and watched them all. And I don't think I've sat down and watched them like that. I do it once a year. So, okay. <laughs> it's like your, your <laughs> pilgrimage. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like Christmas movies. I watch Rocky once a year. There you go. Wow. Not well, a bad thing to, to do. Do you want me to put a bow on this? Like, I mean, sure. I oh, please. So many things, but, a seashell shaped bow. Yeah. Well, um, I had just a few things. Like, um, one of my most interesting facts was Wes, uh, Wesley Snipes is huge into martial arts. And yeah. they had to, his punches were so quick that they blurred on film that they had to actually slow down the footage of his fight scenes so that you could mm. see his, really? his punches land. So that was interesting. Um, okay. There are no cell phones in this movie. No, there are not. Yeah. No cell phones. Um, the, there's laser disc and I'm like, there's no cloud. There's no flash drives. There's, there's nothing like that, but there is like video, video calls and biological implants. Like they have the things that are in their hands, tracking (laughs) devices. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, we have those now. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily for humans, but you've got microchips for your dogs. Right. You've got well, you've got those people who mi- who microchip themselves so they can clock into work. You got those people. Right. I mean, you've yeah. got you've got um, hearing aid implants. You've got um, pacemakers, stuff like this to to help people live longer and better lives. Yeah. And it's like that wasn't a thing back in 1993. No. Um, uh, video calls, self driving cars, the governor, and it's <laughs> you can't smoke anywhere now. Yeah, that's part. That's oh. that's something they put in. And Taco Bell is everything. And if yeah, you, <laughs> we now have Taco Bell hotels. Wait, what? Yeah. Like, there you go. Yeah, there's a Taco Bell hotel. It was like one of those. Like it only did it for like a week. Oh, but okay. It like a promotional thing, and like Taco Bell is taking over. But cold right now. <laughs> it's like they do those things, and it's like it's like oh, this is just like a fun gimmick. But secretly, this is like the conspiracy theorist. I mean, secretly, that's Taco Bell going. I wonder if we can get away with this idea. Like, let's do it. Let's say we're joking. Let's limit it. But let's let's get Famous some focus groups. Right. And then like, you know, 10 years later, they, they do it again, but like for two weeks. And then eventually it's like, we're going to do this permanently. Oh, also, we bought every restaurant in America. So now everything's Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, and then one more thing. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer is mentioned. Yeah. 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 This had been brought to okay. my attention. Okay. So let me do it for your for your listeners. Yes. Jeffrey Dahmer was alive when this film was made. He died in prison in 1994, which would have been well after or well before they were actually frozen in 1996. Right. The cryo the cryo prison was developed. So he would not have been there. No. So I thought that was that was interesting it, it is it I is kind of like, interesting true crime fan true crime true crime fan that i am i'm like oh that's so interesting and people at home are like i don't care no but it, it is it, it cool. is though like it i mean and it's one of those things where it's like obviously like they couldn't have known that but when you sit there and think about it it's just like yeah but if you do know it it kind of does change the way you see the film even the, even if it's right. just a accidental continuity error out of their control right. and i just think also about 
how futuristic this film is supposed to be set in 2032. Some of the things are still far off mm-hmm. that were like the foam and the cars, like that's not a thing. The, um, the auto inflate, uh, wheels that they have. Um, but then you also look at the, the things that we do have, but are still not, not the way we have them, the TVs, the tablets, the phones, stuff like that. And it's like, it's so dressed. It's so different how they thought about things back then and how they might be in the future versus if you watch the remake of total recall and the way that they have the future being there, it's like they, the people are thinking about the possibilities of the future a lot more in depth than they did back then. It's like, Oh yeah, this would be cool. We'll put that in there. Right. Reductions like Total Recall. It's like how might this how might this be done in fifty years? How could we like they they have the cell phones in the hands and they just like put it up against the glass? That might be a thing. Like everything is just thought out more as far as production and storyline nowadays versus the way they were done twenty years ago. I yeah, just yeah. you know what I mean? Like that may yeah. be silly, but but I just think that we we think about the futuristic possibilities because of all the technical technological advances that we've had come out recently it's just our brains work differently now it's easier to see the pattern because there's more data right so so now we can see the pattern and say oh in the future it might be this but yeah in the 90s it's like the the technology hasn't advanced so much that we that the pattern is evident so the idea of like a, a cell phone that takes photos and whatever like you couldn't have predicted that because there's no data for that Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. I always like how when movies, and especially nowadays, audiences care more and more about believability and realism. And so like there's both like a market demand for more thought to be put into this, but it's also just makes for a better film when you actually like get with people and go like whatever, like, um, like when Christopher Nolan consults, you know, you know, actual astrophysicists, like, I need you to explain to me what, what would a black hole look like? Can we, you know, right. we actually yes. put thought into it when you have, I'm um, the Bram Avengers, but this is, it's a soft example. Yeah. Like, like when you have, when you have the, the directors and the writers consulting, you know, um, uh, quantum physicists, like explain to us the current going theory on, on, on quantum physics, quantum theory. Like, so we can, we can try to actually do this the way that it would be the most scientifically accurate, even though it's a theoretical idea, you know, like whenever someone puts thought into that, the movie, her, by the way, speaking of stuff Uh like this, her is great. And one of the reasons it's great is because somebody put a lot of thought into how this future would be and how, and in what ways it would be just like our own still, but just slightly different clothes are a little bit different. Phones are a little bit different, you know, but but most of how we behave is the same um, or, or, you know, most episodes of black mirror do this. It's, it's the same sort of deal. It's someone just saying, let's just push technology like five or 10 years further down the line. And let's talk and explore about how that would, inf- how, how our behavior would be enabled and furthered by this technology. Yeah. Well, it's, you know. part, it's part of the production now. Like they have a whole part of the budget dedicated to that. Consultants. Aspect. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Versus back back twenty years ago, they were just having writers think about yeah. what would be co- what what's, would be cool. What's cool? Yeah. 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 Um, it's the evolution of the of the film industry. It is, and yeah. it's 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 one of those things where like there's lots of people who will back this up that like 
film and tech industries tend to push each other further. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times you'll see, you'll, 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 people will talk about tech that's been developed and it's essentially like, you know, it's really as influence. Science fiction gets you to think about that kind of stuff. And then when that stuff gets developed, writers notice it and they go, well, we can do this. What if we did that? And then they create and think right. of new things. And then someone goes, we could actually probably make that. And then they just push each other. And it's this constant, um, one one knife sharpens the other sort of a, sort of a deal. Yeah, I'm just waiting for somebody to rewatch Demolition Man and be like, you know what? Let's make that three seashell thing happen. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will resist it. I hope I'm gone. I hope yeah, I'm gone. I hope I'm in the ice and never never coming out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, that's gonna be it this week. <laughs> Cynthia, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Let's guys. do it again. Um, the channel is pass or fail. What or pass or fail. What or pass or fail. What, um, (laughs) what, (laughs) uh, it is on, (laughs) it is on the YouTube. (laughs) What'd you say? (laughs) Brian Griffin. Yeah. Cool. Hip. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Hip. Brian. Uh, (laughs) it is on the YouTubes and, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, go check it out. Check us out. Um, next week we'll be back here. I'll be back Monday for the morning show. And, uh, yeah, that's gonna be it. Dustin. Yeah. Go rest that throat, homie. (laughs) Can you, can you tell Dustin? Oh, I just thought that was your sexy raspy voice. No, Dustin is a heavy smoker. (laughs) Right. No, 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 no. I, I called Connor this morning and I was like, do I sound different? And he was like, I don't think so. And then like, I lied to you for the rest. I was like, (laughs) I'll let it work for you, man. It sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Hey, (laughs) you You can, you know what? Like Cynthia, your, your, like your rasp can open, not rasp. That's not what I meant to say. No. Oh shit. I fucked that up. No, but like your, your, your voice can, your voice can open the show. Like, welcome to the Hoopercast. And Dustin, you can close. Thanks for coming to the Hoopercast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the, the gravy. We appreciate your patronage this and any donations you might want to throw our way. You're almost oh Rooster Cogburn. <laughs> right, right, right. The drinks is occupied. The drinks is occupied. Coonut? Looks like no Coonut. I can only do Harley Quinn. That's the only voice I got. Oh, all right. It better be good. Oh, you haven't heard my Harley Quinn? I've heard it, but Dustin is not. Oh, oh okay. Well, that's a request only if he wants oh. us to hear it. I okay, don't Dustin. D- d- no, we... I'm, I'm all for it. All right, let me get ready. <laughs> Mr. J. <laughs> Not great. There's a. It's weird because not great, but it's the only one. That no, I got. I, no, I, I, no, Dustin I and I exactly what it was. routinely launch into the Joker, and each of us does a better job when we're sick. <laughs> it's true. Wow. It's true. I can't do it as nearly as well right now as if as if I could if I had a sore throat because you can just get that extra gravel in there that Mark Hamill yeah, can which do. Which Joker are you talking about? I'm talking about Mark Hamill Joker. I'm, I'm, I was about the, to say. Joker. Because if it's Heath Ledger, yeah, all you gotta do is talk like Tom Waits and get really creepy and really nasally. It's actually fairly easy to do that one, but the Hamill one is so much like you can't you can't do it. My my vocal cords aren't old enough to have that kind of heft to them. Right. You know, sure. I'd have to. I used to I used to drink whiskey when I did this show, and that used to kind of help, just kind of sure. knock everything loose. Sure. Uh, including my composure, um, but. Uh- 
but (laughs) like, but it used to make that impression easier. And now that like, I don't do that and I, I've got all these antihistamines. So I'm all dried up. Like it takes me a while to warm up before this show. And I just, I think the last time I was sick, I did the, uh, we managed to work it in every time someone's got a sore throat, I think. Yeah, yeah, that is Optimus up. Prime. That's my Optimus Prime, yeah. Optimus Prime gets done a lot on the show. Right. Let's just Autobots, roll out. Transform and roll out. Transform. Transform. It's just it's hard to do because I just sound like a doofus doing it now. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> well, th- this is the time when I do my Optimus Prime and I do like Johnny Cash. Yeah. Like you just throw everything you have yeah. at it. Everything cool like, you can't do normally. It's that's the time to do like, it. Even even Stallone, you know. Hey. Like, Adrian. Well, I can't do it now. I'm. I, this is too you, late. Like you I'm sound like ninety-year-old Stallone. I know. This is what's like on your deathbed. Like <laughs> <laughs> hey, time for my luck finally ran out. That's you. Right. Right. All right. Well, <laughs> let's end the episode. <laughs> All right. We'll see everybody next week. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye.